<laughs> it's just been a day, and I just whatever. Okay. You know eggs are chicken babies. Go like this. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. You know eggs are chicken babies. Okay. That didn't fuck you up. Where did you think eggs came from? It doesn't matter. That's not the point. Mm, does eating hamburgers mess you up? No. Does eating salmon mess you up? No, but these are chicken babies. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting every time I eat eggs. Because you're eating it. No, Greg. No. And at this point, don't you should just be a vegetarian. No, 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 no. I was about to say something real pause-worthy, but we're not going to go there. But that fucked me up. All the way. So where do you think eggs came from? That's not the point. I know where eggs come from. I'm not stupid. It just best me when you you don't think about eggs being chicken babies. Yes, you do because not you figured me? out where do where do eggs come from? I just don't understand. Milk. I understand where things come from. Yeah. It was just messing me up that it was just chicken babies. We boil you chicken babies. <laughs> Before they've been formed, yeah. That's still, yo, that, 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 it messes me up, yo. That messed me up. That didn't really fuck me up. For real? No, because I don't even eat eggs like that, but believe it or not, today I actually had eggs and they were in I eat mind. eggs often, and now every time I'm boiling, like, damn. You hear them screaming? So you eat lobster? Rarely. I think lobster is okay. People make a big deal out of it. Yeah, but they're usually alive before you even eat them. That's different. I understand the circle of life. Wow, I don't. I, I still don't get it. I think then. it's just babies because it's babies. So if they were grown eggs, I mean, I eat chicken like it's nobody's business. Yeah, it didn't hit the way you wanted it to. For it, for me, it did. Mm. One thousand percent. Will you stop eating eggs? No, absolutely not. I'm going to continue to eat eggs. So it didn't fuck you up the way that it should have. It did because as I was cooking, I didn't eat eggs for the rest of the week. I haven't had eggs all week. But you probably gonna have them next week. But that's not what we're talking about right now. You're right. I'm just saying. New it, year, new you, Greg. No. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No, no. New year, a better me. Okay. Chicken babies. You a chicken baby. You need to stop. She know. She be like. How you just don't care? That's not true at all. Mm. It's called compartmentalizing your thoughts. Mm. It's not healthy. In some, in some cases, it is. Sure. In this case, it definitely is. Okay. Banter! Okay. So the banter question today is pretty simple. What is that? What is your favorite color and why? Did you just wink at me, Greg? I did wink at you. You ain't like that? No. Why? Because what was the wink for? Because you was probably thinking of some... I always come up with some elaborate question for banter. But this was simple. No. No, 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 no. I don't feel like that's where the wink was warranted. Okay, sorry. You had simpler, more obnoxious, more even <laughs> banters that I don't even I disagree. This is the most simplest question I've ever asked in my life. Okay. I take my wink back. Look. Did you feel that, Greg? That I took it back, I did. No, that I punched you in the face. Did you feel it? No. Okay, it's coming. I'm just trying to foretell your future. Um, you don't even look like you know how to punch somebody in the face. And now we have a visual, so they can, they all will agree with me now. That's okay. 
I don't want to be a violent person. Don't want to be and just aren't? That's a proper girl. I just want to let everyone know that when two people are going through something, it's probably not the best to have full-blown conversations because this (laughs) (laughs) is not okay. I definitely want to fight you right now, but I'm not. I'm going to just keep my composure. I'm going to answer your question, and my question, my answer is blue. Blue is my favorite color. It has always been my favorite color. What a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's why the wink was there, because you knew blue is my favorite color. No, I actually did not know. You don't know that blue is my favorite color. I don't. I really didn't. That's a lie, because not not even on here, off mic, I've explained to you how Blue got his name. And on Mike, I have explained I'm, to you and the audience how Blue got his name. And I apologize because I don't remember any of those conversations. Right. Have I ever told you what my favorite color is? Black? No. Purple? No. See? Look, thank you. No. Okay. So but, what was the wink for, Greg? Because the question was simple. No. Oh, no. you thought you th- whatever. see no. Whatever, whatever, whatever. No, we're not on that same wavelength. Not today. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not. We haven't been. So. <laughs> not today. Go ahead, Greg. What is your favorite color? No, you never told me why, why blue is your favorite color. Blue is my favorite color. Um, it always has been my favorite color. Not even a color like to wear, per se. But I like the color blue. The sky. Bada ba bump. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I like Maverick blue, like the royal, like a deep blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I you also, like all shades of blue? Um, for the most part, but I do have like a blue that I like. Like I like deep blues. Um, even like the blue like over there, Greg. Like I love that. I like that blue. It's like a royal blue. Yeah, like I like that blue. Um, not really a fan of the light blue kind of things. I even like a little deep purple. But um, I've always liked it. I feel like red looks better on me, but blue has always been like a color that I've always enjoyed. Mm. Dope. Especially like with the whole pink and blue thing when it was like girls and boys and I was like so um, so adamant like to go against like just because I'm a girl that I'm supposed to like pink. So. Mm. I feel you on that. You know my cases. It was on too. So. <laughs> um, so my favorite color... Oh. It's okay if it's blue too. It's not blue. I actually can't stand the color blue. But my favorite football team is the Colts. That's mm-hmm. funny, right? Um, it's a combination. It's either red or black. <laughs> I just couldn't let you win, yo. It's okay. It's okay. High five it. You gonna leave me hanging? You gonna leave me hanging? Y'all see this world? Whatever. Um, yeah. Red. It's main. I think it's more red only because red is loud in all facets. Like you see red no matter where. Oh, you see red. Um, yeah. It's it's a loud color. I feel like I'm a loud person. Um. And it just stands out. And I definitely stand out. Even when I don't want to. Definitely do. I think black looks good on you. I think it's a good color for you. I like the color black because black is, you don't know. It's such a mysterious color. What don't you know? I feel like black usually represents the, for me, usually represents the beginning and end of something. 
and the the mystery. Film wise, film life it goes dark. In the beginning, it's dark at the beginning, absolutely, and it's dark at the end too. Okay. Um, and because because of that, it's a it's a mystery to it. It's like, um, I think I look good in black too. I think everybody looks good in black. That's not true. Not everybody looks good at all. Yeah. It's I, the truth. That blue is my favorite color. I like black too, but blue is my favorite color. Hmm. Do you believe in the psychology of colors? And give me an example. I don't. Maybe I don't even know about it. So they believe that colors. Some believe. No, not even some. There's been studies that uh, talk about how colors evoke emotions. Or, yeah, mainly they evoke emotions. Like, if you look at any fast food restaurant, in their logo is always red. Red is supposed to incite hunger. That's why I'm fat, because I like the color red. You see that? Mm. See that? See that mm. Mm. Um, they say we're green to interview because green usually evokes um, confidence. Mm. Uh, purple royalty. Stuff like that. Hmm. Um, I never thought about it like that. Maybe I have, but never really like did the research enough to like correlate to what is what. Um, I can say that it makes a lot of sense, like logically in psychology, like bright colors think about like, you know, happiness. You see dark colors, you may think about mm-hmm. um something uh not maybe as so happy or something more like deep and emotional. So I think colors definitely show um have an emotional attachment. Or can uh, evoke something if they did like some light therapy. They do yeah. have like light therapy. And mm-hmm. I was doing, um, you know, the flotation thing when you when you lay down in Epsom salt, like in the in those eggs. Yeah. In those deprivation tanks. You done it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you have. Um, in Kearney, yeah, a few. Uh, yeah, I've gone there a few times. Um, but like you can put lights on, so it'll do like a light therapy for you as well as like some some music. You can decide if you want it like classical or like safari, rainforest. It's, it's pretty dope. Um, so I, I definitely believe in that. Wouldn't put it like that, but I didn't like know. I can't say that I didn't know it was a thing, but I didn't know enough research to be like, this color represents blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the um, that was one of the most interesting things I think I learned about in like getting my degree in school was, was the, the psychology. It was actually a class called the psychology of colors. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting thing. So, we ready to jump into it? We gonna jump into it. What up, Shawty? What was that noise? Well, I'm just saying that you have, you have either underestimated the thought process of this woman. You don't think I prepare? This is too much. This is <laughs> every week, bro. I'm ready. Just of this conversation. Is that I'm right and y'all wrong. Group, 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 G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-
What up, everybody? Welcome to Convo 102 of Just a Conversation with Greg and Gigi. I am the person that talks first. Group, 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 And I am joined by my sister. Gigi, 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 what it do, shorty? I like looking at myself. Um. Wow, that is, woof. Hi, everyone. Um... Greg, this week went by stupid fast. Absolutely. Um, I feel like just the other day we just recorded episode 101. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I think even like for me and like getting it out, like whatever emotions I was evoking in that last episode that I feel like I can see sort of like a light, a glimpse of like this whatever tunnel that I was in, I... I feel like like I can I'm 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 able to like see the ending of that. Mm. And I'm really I'm grateful for that. Now granted, there are things that have changed <laughs> it's like me or Greg asking how I'm doing, but he doesn't care how I'm doing, y'all. Mm. That's that's deep. Um but are you are you doing are you checking your picture too? Absolutely not. You wanna see if you're cute? Go ahead, Greg. You got an email I was trying to see what it was. Okay. <laughs> You're recording. And you don't want to brought it to attention because you thought I was trying to look at myself. Because we're on a visual, Greg. Everybody can see that you're on your phone. That's fine. Everybody saw that you was on your phone looking at yourself, too. We didn't officially record. We didn't even do banter. Anyways, nonetheless. You literally just told them I like looking at myself because you was looking down at your phone. Greg, I was being funny because I know that I didn't see the camera. Wow. Greg is clearly not okay today, yo. <laughs> and that's okay. Because when I was down, he lift me up. So I'm going to lift you up, Greg. Lift me up. Um, so with this week um, and like even realizing that the end of January is approaching so much faster than I thought. Like I was like, we just said Happy New Year's, but we're going to happy for everybody. Um, and that we're about to look into February. So I'm just looking at resolutions to a lot of things that are happening in my life and just kind of pushing forward and eventually getting a nut because I feel like I need that. Um, that is wild. Was not expected. That just took a whole left turn. Why would you? It's me. I understand that. That's true. Yeah. But still, that was like... You don't you don't think I deserve a nut? I never said that you didn't. I was just didn't, wasn't expecting that to be in the cadence of where you was going. Last week I was asking people to pray for me, and this week I'm realizing that maybe I need. Now you're praying for the nut. I was praying for the nut before. Mm. No, I was praying for to get my ass butt, which should accompany a nut. Mm. This I'm literally looking for a nut, but if I can to get my ass it. butt, I haven't even been able to. I, I can't. The, I'm through it. I haven't fucked though. Oh, yeah. I understand. Do I you? Because this is is it's it's becoming a point in time where I'm just like, hey man, I'm going on weeks. That's good. Semen retention, sexual transmutation. Can is you really stop great. with that bullshit? It's not bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not. Listen, I focus. I am I am much better person when I have regular releases. I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but what I can say is think about everything that you've accomplished when you haven't released. Yeah, and I would trade that in in a heartbeat for regular releases. You know what? 
you probably would make less impulsive decisions. decisions Absolutely. If you nut it, because at this point, whatever those digits, once you nut, you're like, you know what? It's not that great. Absolutely. Masturbating doesn't work for you. That's boring now. It's not. You don't change hands to make it. No. Do you ever try to get your toes or something like that? How can I use my toes? Excuse me? Flexibility. I've seen some men with their toes. I don't want to continue this conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just saying, Greg, like... (laughs) If somebody said they'll give you $5,000 for pictures of your feet, would you do it? Yes. Really? Yes, I love my feet. Oh. I love my feet. What if they just wanted your underwear? Like, I wore it? Mm Mm-hmm. On what day? Don't matter. Bullshit. They like, five Gs right now for the underwear that you got on. Okay. Really? Yeah, I don't care for these. I don't need to keep them. I don't have any panties that I'm like, oh my God, I need to keep. Unless they're like boy shorts that match like a top to have like a little cute outfit, then I don't want to get rid of those. But smell me. I smell good. I think men who pay for stuff like that is disgusting. I think when you have disposable income, it's none of your business. People don't talk about the things that you do with your disposable income, Greg. (laughs) Anybody question that? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> yes, they do. People that question it wish they was you, Greg. They wish they had the opportunities to be in those same spaces, okay? They want to tell you that they want you to be safe, but realizing that they was in back alleys getting their hand jobs too. They just didn't Wait a minute. It. What are you talking Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't subscribe to anything she is saying right now. That's okay. Greg told me. Greg told her nothing. Greg told me. Oh, snap. That's rough. You want to jump into these topics? I want you to know that Greg all told me other things, but I won't do that on this pod. Oof. Last time I was spoken to, and they told me that I shouldn't tell somebody else's story, unless it's mine. Who said that to you? My business. Same person, probably. It wasn't the same person that was in the alleyways getting hand jobs. Or in the back of the getting bus. Getting a uh, hand job in the alleyway sounds disgusting. Yeah. What about in the back of a church bus? I've... You're nasty, girl. <laughs> you was out here just praising. You was, that's what you were doing. You were getting lifted up. Mm-hmm. Were you? No. <laughs> we know each other a long time, girl. <laughs> yeah, but Greg, well, what, you only you can't prove nothing. You can't prove nothing either. I didn't have to because I didn't know I was talking about you until you said it to the audience. Oh, oh, that's what we doing, Greg. I never you you wasn't. You wasn't old enough for me in those same spaces for me to even worry about what you're doing. Right? That's fair. So at that point where if you were, I probably wasn't there anyway. You you were. I was there. You were. That's, that's some weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, Greg. Well, tell shout end. out to them. It was the tail end. The tail end? The tail end. Was this, was this like when we used to travel? Yeah. Was you in the same places? Definitely. Um, you want to jump into these topics? Yeah, let's do <laughs> you want to start with me? Um, rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, go. You, come on, you rock, add paper, to scissors, expect Come on. Rock. Yeah, you used to that, right? Come on. <laughs> no, I haven't. Rock, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Let's okay. go. All right, so you go first. No, I won. Nigga, go. All right, so my topic, um, should I give them a brief overview of where my topic came from? Do it. Okay, so clearly, y'all see, 
I look fly. Thank you so much. Shout out to my hairstylist. Um, I was with her. She was doing my hair. We were checking in on each other. And she recently started dating someone. Um, she met him at a club in New Year's. And they clicked, but they ain't really clicked. But he's present. Um, recently, his father passed away. And her question to me was, what should she do? Um, so my question is, if you started dating someone recently and they have lost someone important in their life, what do you do? What is your response? So, just so I'm clear, they're dating, right? So they've gone on a couple of dates. Are they exclusive? It's only been a month. Are it's they in even, a relationship? Hasn't even been a month yet. So it's not a relationship. They met on New Year's. Because this is confusing to me. Okay, Greg, if first off, <laughs> if I'm dating... That's water? This, this is just street water. Yeah, you... Uh... I'm just trying to make better lifestyle choices, man. Okay. <laughs> um, Wait, but I... Okay. I forgot it over there. It yeah, was too late. Yeah, at so. that point, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, yeah for me, if I'm... One, I, I can't be dating multiple people, so I'm invested. That's just me. So... I am probably going to try to be there, I ain't, not financially, just emotionally. What's financially? I don't know. You people be like buy flowers or something like that. Yeah, like no, I'm not doing. I'm not doing none of that. You know, he doesn't do any of that. The, the fact that you looked at the camera and said that they don't care. Why would I do that for you? I don't understand why. But okay, yeah, you did it before. Did what? Care. And I still do care. Y'all, Gigi is mad because the last two times she asked me to get her food, I told wow. her no. Spoiled. Um, but yeah, I would, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I would be there wholeheartedly, emotionally, like, shoulder to cry on, all that. Even if it's just a month, to be honest with you. And this is saying that you're actually interested in this person. Yeah. Because... For me, if I'm dating you, then I mean I'm interested. Because for you, if you actually went on more than one date, then you're not, probably not talking to anyone else. Absolutely. Okay. What about you? Um, me now and me before would be doing two different things. Um, me before, I it wasn't someone that I was dating per se, but I was in a space where the person I was dealing with one of his close friends had someone that passed away that was really close to them. And I thought I was about to get my ass bust. But obviously, like, the friend came over and, um, like, you know, like, everybody kind of, everybody came together and everybody just wanted to be great. And I didn't know how to respond. Like, you know, I feel like a logical person probably would have went in there and said, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And I wish you the best. Probably went back in the room and waited or go home. Mm-hmm. I just left. I didn't say Bye. I don't want to say maybe I didn't have shoes wow. on, maybe I didn't. I just left. I was like, I didn't know how to respond in those in that space. Well, one, even though the person that I was dealing with at the time, we weren't together, but we were close. Um, and even though the person that he knew that, that his friend that had passed away, I knew of them, just wasn't as close. I didn't. I still didn't know how to respond. And so, in certain grieving areas in that and back in the day, I want to say maybe I was like early twenties. I'm not good. You are in distress. I'm probably gonna add, uh, like leave. 
I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to disappear. Now, now if I was dating someone and I realized that like someone In close a month. to them. You only got a month. It's only a month, yes. But we've we've actually, it's not just a phone thing. We've seen each other. We've, you know, we've um, gone out together and we're actually building a rapport. First and foremost, I'm going to send my condolences. Um, I don't know if I would send flowers or anything like that just yet. Um, one, he don't know what's in my wallet. And two, they're stupid expensive. And three, I don't, I may not know everything about this person for me to feel comfortable enough to probably send that. However, if I did have a surplus of disposable income, I probably would do that as a default if I knew where their their significant other are. That would be crazy. You're the significant other. That would be... Wow. I'm not. I'm, we're just dating. I'm not significant. Well, I guess mm. I'm significant in that moment. Right now you are. Mm. All right, great. Um, If I had like a plethora of... That's not true. I think if I was dating someone for six months, automatically I think I would send flowers. For a month, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely send my condolences. And I would also... I'm person- not sending flowers. That makes no sense to me. If you sent me flowers, if you found out somebody close to me passed away... I'm not sending it to you. Please don't. No, but even even if we are... If we're dating for six months to a year or ten... No. Why, why am I sending you flowers? I'm there. You're not sending them to me. Who are you sending them to? You're sending them to the funeral home. Why would you do that? Because that's what people that are grieving do. Mm, that, that, that doesn't seem like... So where do you think the flowers come from? People have I, to buy I, them. I know. I under, I know that. I, well, so who's no. gonna buy them? I thought it was just a part of the funeral. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The casket. They got the casket, but those arrangements. Those are people. People are buying them. That that seems like a waste of money. It's not because some people are not able to be present. Sometimes, um, I know that when I had went to one of my coworkers. Funerals that even the job even sent flowers. Sometimes when you're not able to be present to send flowers, but what you do at a funeral you. Bring flowers. Mm. News to me. I wouldn't send flowers to you if you were like my person. Like mm-hmm. I don't see why I, I don't see a reason for me to send you flowers. One, I feel like you looking at all those flowers is not going to help you having flowers at your house. That's one. Two, I just don't. No, I, but even in that, I'm saying like I wouldn't send flowers to the funeral either. If especially, I guess the my, I guess the question would be, are you going to the funeral? Okay, so I also brought that up too because. With her, although they're dating, he has a seven-year-old child, mm-hmm. and he was married. Now, I don't know if it's, like, officially divorced or they're separated, but at this moment, I don't know, unless I probably would have talked to him about it, but I still feel like it's super fresh for me to say, hey, I want to go show up at the funeral knowing that you're probably going to be there with your ex-wife and your kids in the front probably really don't want to acknowledge me and it, regardless of where y'all at in that scenario because maybe I don't know everything how do I approach it I think you approach about being there staying in the back it's not about you it's about you being there to support the person why can't you just support them not being there um you can mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you can't yeah um but I would I'm just thinking about what I would want for myself so you would want them to show up absolutely but that's saying that you have been honest from the beginning. Remember, this is only like maybe three weeks. We haven't even been through the end of the month mm-hmm. yet. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about the time frame of a month. Still. I'm banking. It's, and it's still not even a month technically because we're not even in February yet. Okay. 
that who you are is what you're telling me. Now I know these little tidbits about you. Mm-hmm. And if I if you weren't married, and I don't know if you're divorced yet, because my understanding is that he's married, he's just not with his wife. That could mean two different things. Mm-hmm. Um and especially if I'm still not a hundred percent sure if this is my person and I'm still trying to fill it out. Mm-hmm. Cause Dates are relative at this point. For sure. I just think that, like, I'm, I would show up. I would stand in the back. I wouldn't even, you don't even have to acknowledge me. This is not about me. I'm not expecting you to introduce me to people. None of that. I'm not going to go up to the casket. None of that. No. It's just for me to let you know that I care about you and that I'm here. This is a hard time for you. And even though it's early on in a relationship, if I'm interested, this is if I'm if you have my attention for a month, I'm interested. Okay. Shut up. But <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh my goodness. But yeah. If you meet his friends, he's interested too. Oh, what? What? What friends? Oh, my bad. I'm your friend. Well, what did you mean by that? I didn't mean anything. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Yo, you suck. I hate you so Very much. Very well, thank you. That's what they say about me. You know what I'm saying? I'm out. I'm out outside. <laughs> you for the streets? No. I'm if not you for the streets. ever do that again, what? You know what you just did. What I do. Okay, let's do the playback. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what. On I'm camera. For, I'm not for the streets. You sure? No. We clipping that, just that one sound bite right there. And I'm not for the streets? No. <laughs> Didn't you say the person that sound bite is weird? What? Didn't you say that the person, last time I did like, it doesn't yes. matter. Let's no. move on. <laughs> let's move on because I knew it was going to be you, Greg. Um. So for me, if... I'm just recently dating someone. See, I'm not really good at that. I probably would have stopped talking to them. Oh, shit. Yeah, but it's not even nothing that they did. I just wouldn't be in the capacity to feel vulnerable enough for them to like share all these things that are happening with me. Oof. With them. Um, so if you start dating Gigi, don't let nobody die in the first month. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. No. Uh, if, if it happened to you... Um. I know that I probably would want to be there, but I'd probably like slowly like probably not be as present. I would I would want to speak like, you know, just wanted to support you. I'm just thinking about like where I'm at and I just want like positive energy around me. I'm like anything that I feel like that's like draining. I just feel like Meh, not for me. Um, okay. However, if I was okay. in a different space. Let's, let's change the scenarios a little bit. Let's say you're in the best place possible in your life. Best place, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Can you do it? Can I show up at a funeral? Yeah. One month. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going to tell you why. Because um, I am hoping that my discernment and my wisdom and like my capabilities to pick a partner is going to be great. But I also believe like within the first month, you don't genuinely know a person. And I would be maybe a little concerned that even though I would want to show my support, I might be visible to more things that I probably wouldn't want to. Um, the three girls next to me might be feeling the same way 
and I'll fill it in the same row. Um, wow. Because I don't know. Yes, or it could have been like within the time span. It could have been like six months ago or five months ago. Like even if it wasn't like the day after, the day before, it'd be so fresh that there would be. I know that there'd be people that would care about them, even from their past lives, that would want to be there for sure. And knowing that I probably would be like you and not wanting to like just have to be out there and make sure that I'm seen or known, that I would then be the observer and be able to see. Probably interactions that I might not be ready to see, and then now, how do we have these conversations? Because this is someone that's grieving. Yeah, I'm in a space where I'm trying to be priority, and now I'm trying to find out where Susie, Joe, Amy, and Tiffany came from. Mm. But in that space, you take you got to take a back seat. Understood. Do you want to take the back seat though? Or I don't need to take a seat at all. I think that I can still be present in their lives and not show up. I think that if it was more maybe six like six months to a year and year plus, I think that I would be more open to even doing that. And then I think after that, if especially if we're exclusive, there's no question. But better yet, the best thing that I would do is ask them what I can do for them at this moment. Is there anything that they need from me at this moment? Yeah. If being present at the funeral will help them and they tell me that, I will absolutely be there in a month. Mm-hmm. There's th- them providing that invitation to me will let me know that they wanted me to be there. I wouldn't just take initiative. I would I would see if there's anything else I can do. Because even after the funeral, maybe they wanted to see me after. Like, allow me to just have some quality time with them so they can decompress from that. Maybe they don't need me to be there, but they need me to be there. So I would ask them what I would what I can do for them or what they would need from me instead of just kind of showing up after a month. I, and I'm not paying for no flowers. They ain't too expensive. I don't make no sense. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was about to say they did. It don't. Wow. That's all messed up? No, I'm the same way. Is it because I I I be, I love flowers. I think that the gesture is great, but at the same time, in a month. So yeah. Smoke it up. Um. How long? How long for you until you are exclusive? How long for me until I'm exclusive? There's really no timing for me if. I'm into someone and they're into me and we've decided that this is the thing, then I'm okay with being exclusive. Got you. But I'm usually not always into that person right away. So exclusivity and is, is different because being exclusive doesn't mean that's the end all be all. That just means that we're going to dedicate our our priorities with each other instead of other people outside of the relationship. What do you mean end all be all? Um, meaning like just because we decide to be exclusive doesn't mean that we've... Um, are in a full blown relationship. Okay, walk me through your stages because <laughs> this is now this is just a reoccurring topic because you, yo, it feels like people have to jump through hoops, pass a test, make sure their credit score is good, mm. make sure they got the right car, gotta make sure they go through the insurance process to get all the way into a relationship with you. I feel like it takes years. It doesn't take years. However, give me your process. Give me give me step by step. Give me the play by play. Well, each play by play is different. 
No, um, when I say wrong, because I'm 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 being honest, and I'm thinking about the scenario that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. So, to understand, like even in the spaces that I, we're we're working through, is we've decided that we are only dealing with each other, but doesn't mean that we've decided to have a title mm-hmm. for each other. And that's because we are now deciding that we're going to take time to get to know each other to see if we can be in a relationship with each other. Okay. So I think it's it's different. Now, if I was going into something where I'm I mean I'm I'm going into it like I want you to be I'm looking for a boyfriend and this person saying I'm looking for a girlfriend, I'm looking for a partner and I'm looking for a partner. And now we've gone to a space where we've found similarities and this is going to work, then my exclusivity is different. My Now we've established that we are going to be in a relationship. But if the scenario is different where we've been dealing with each other and we don't know each other enough, where now we've decided that at one point in time while we were dealing with each other, we were dealing with other people. So, but my thing is, is like, okay, so so correct me if, correct me where, where I'm messing up at, right? Okay. So you got talking, right? Mm-hmm. Still not in a relationship. Right now, we just talking, trying to figure out if we want to even start dating. Okay. Right? Now we're dating. We've gone on a couple of dates, right? Mm-hmm. So now, this dating process is to see if what, if we want to become exclusive? See, that's a different scenario. So, this is a situation, when you're when you're saying it the way that you're saying it, mm-hmm. step by step, it sounds logical. I meet someone, me and that person are both looking for the same things. So after dating and we decide to be exclusive, we're in a relationship. Oh, okay. Yes. But in the scenario that I'm talking about, I'm being more personal where if we've been dealing with each other, but we never really got the time to get to know each other, then our exclusivity doesn't de- de- determine our relationship. Our exclusivity is saying that we don't, we're not going to proactively add others into the mix and we're going to try to figure this out. This is us going into the dating stage. You talk about what right now. Right now. And so for that, that's exclusivity, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be in a relationship. This okay. can mean that we can know each other enough to be like, you know what? You're a great person in this avenue, in this avenue, but this is not gonna work. And I think so that's different because of my scenario. If it was a different scenario and I met someone that wanted to be in a relationship, then that makes sense to me. Let's be exclusive it means I want to be in a relationship. Okay, so just, okay, y'all, maybe it won't take as long as just currently right now. Currently. Got it. Okay. Currently, okay. that that makes sense to me. That Just because I decide that I don't want to deal with anybody else right now while I'm trying to figure this out does not mean that I'm locked in. just means that I'm trying to figure out if me and being locked in is what it's supposed to be. Got you. I understand. Yes. Fair. Okay. Smart. Um... My second part to the question is, I know that how I asked about how we would respond. Mm-hmm. How would you expect the person to respond to you? The same way that I would respond. Like, if... Because I'm hoping that you're into me as much as, like, I'm into you. Even though it was just In a three month. weeks. Whatever, yeah. Um, For me, that just shows me... that For me, that would just show me that you can show up. Um, Show up even in times of uncertainty because I feel like... For myself, a lot of my life is uncertain. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think a lot of your life is uncertain. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking about like as for, I feel like sometimes my life is very sporadic. Um, but I think it, this is a decision that you make because of the impulsive feelings that you feel. Because I'm an impulsive person, and I know that. So because of that, 
if you could show up to a funeral in just the three weeks that we've been talking, that just shows me you can go with the uncertainty. That's okay. And he might leave you the week after, but that's okay. Yo, who do you, why are you painting these pictures that I am just this terrible person? You're not. You're an amazing person. I've just been in scenarios where I've seen it. One. Okay. Shut up. Okay. Um, I told, remember, I don't know if you, yeah, you actually retweeted on Twitter. I put that most of the time our podcast is me and you doing the Diddy and that guy look. Yeah. <laughs> Are you Diddy or that guy? It, it, it depends. I, I guess it depends on the day. You know how that situation became about? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. The Diddy situation? No, I've never even watched a show like that. So For no. real? No, what show so, is it? I, um, is it America's Got Talent? Yes. Okay. So, so. Nope, not putting on the rumors not on the public platform like this. No, I'm not okay. doing that. Okay, allegedly. I will tell you later. Greg no, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. thank you, allegedly. So, we allegedly, Diddy has these hot tub parties mm-hmm. and invited old boy to the hot tub party. Yeah. And was promised, and, the, and old boy was promised some things by Diddy. Got it. And Diddy didn't vote for him. And that's why he was looking at him like. <laughs> you never heard that? No, I didn't care enough. I just liked the, the gift. Because I feel like sometimes. That that's where that came from. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, okay. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. That's what I heard. So the stairs, so then they found the background story to the stairs. So he just was looking at him and then they kind of caught Like, it. nigga, really? You not going to vote me? Got it. After we had a hot tub party? Got it. Say less. How would you feel if somebody didn't? First off, that would never happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to I'm not going to even entertain okay. the scenario. All right. See, look, once again, it's happening. I don't, we don't need it to happen. Um, okay, so for me, I would want the person to ask me how they would want them to show up. Um, because maybe I'm just not in a space where I'm ready to share that part of me with them. Um, mm. And that's probably why they may not even know that it's happening. I mm. might just go a little dark and then pop back up like I never left if they're still responsive to me at that point. Um, because unless they got me open on week two... I'm still trying to figure out if I'm even ready to tell you what's happening. Open with me figuratively right now. or literally? Both. 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 Um so yeah, I would act I would I would appreciate them just asking how they can show up for me. And for the most part, I probably would just tell them that I just need you to be continue to be you and just continue to be here in the way that you can be. And that's all I would need. I don't think I would like go out my way and be like, I want you to show up and be there for me. No, I probably wouldn't do that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. You ready to get into your topic, Glenn? Yeah, 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 yeah. So my topic is about our childhood. Let's bring it back to the back in the days when I was kidding. Um, what is something that you feel like you missed out on in your childhood? I feel like I talked about this um before. Um and maybe a lot of people probably don't think it's like me missing out on anything, but I never felt like I grew up like in one home. Um, hmm. 
I was raised in Jersey City, but like, although like I was raised in Jersey City, I didn't really have my own space there. I only had my own space in um, Irvington. So like, I wish I just had a place that I could call home where I was able to like find like friends in my area, something just that that made it like more consistent. Um, I just feel like where I'm at in my life, like because of my past that my home is just where I'm, where I'm relaxed. I don't have a set place. And I think that it's always good to know that you have a home, right? A, a place where you know where all your things are, where you can walk around butt naked and just be at peace. And I never really felt like I had that growing up. I felt like I was always in someone else's space. And even when I was in my space, it was always kind of like temporary or I got to wake up super early so I can get to where I need to go to. It was nothing was ever, mm. never felt like anything was like mine. Mm. I understand that. So before I get to the second part of the question, I'm going to answer it too. Um, so for you to do that. <laughs> for me, I feel like I missed out on a real uh, historic part of hip hop. Like, I got into hip hop, hip hop, wow, hip hop, I would say, honestly, more in college. And I feel like, and I was, it's crazy because I was surrounded by people who was really into hip hop, but I just never took, um, I was never really interested in it. Like, I was always an Eminem fan, but the way that, like, People talk about hip hop and the history of hip hop, especially like in the in the late nineties and early two thousands. I wish that I was really into it at that time. I feel like I missed that boat. I can understand that completely, but I also feel like you didn't miss the boat. I think there was just a lot of things in your life at that moment in time, and there was other distractions that was provided to you that for you to have an open ear to what hip hop was probably wasn't conducive to where you were. And I think that's why, like when you were in college, that. Um, especially just because your your ear with music, mm-hmm. you were able to create and have your own sense of like what you like, um, and I don't and I don't know this like for sure. I just felt like even being surrounded, like even when I think about um, the people, the individuals that were surrounding you, like even if they was into into hip hop, everybody was trying to make their own. So like. True. Even the the influence that you could have seen, you were so busy lis- listening or seeing individuals in the booth or creating their own sound that being receptive to what was out there, I think it was it just it just wasn't your time. And I hope that like it was though. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I, I can see why it didn't happen. Oh yeah, I I definitely understand why it didn't happen. It's just that like just even today is like um, hearing people talk about. The, the late 90s and early 2000s hip-hop and just um different albums that came out. Oh, and yeah, because that's actually about the Lost Boys. And you was like, you didn't know? I was like, Renee? Mm-mm. Like, that's the crazy world. And as much as I'm into hip-hop today, I just feel like I've, I just missed out on so much. You know what? Those those were really good eras. I was thinking think about it. So, but you know some of them, you know, like the little Kim. Yeah, I go, I go, like I've been able to go records. back. Yeah, but I just wish I like how I lived through, like I lived through the Drake era. 
Yeah, and I feel like that's why that's that he's so prevalent. Yeah. But Yeah. Like I wish I would have lived through the Jay Z era or Biggie Smalls. The Biggie Pop. Smalls. Yeah, to like to be honest, I could care I could care less about their their music. Like if you ask me today, it's sacrilegious, don't care. I don't have Tupac as a top five rapper of all time. Yeah, because you didn't grow up with him. But I also realized that if you did, you wouldn't you wouldn't have put Drake on a higher pedestal that you would after if you if you grew up. I think like Drake that. is one of the greatest artists of all time. I don't think he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Understood. But I think that then you would see so many different artists and rappers, mm-hmm. artists that are rappers that you still wouldn't. You even though he would be great because of how his longevity, his sound, how he's progressed. Yeah, because you've seen these authentic individuals create their own sound, create their own. Be- these are people that have written their own things. Sometimes even made their own beats. Drake doesn't have that. True, very true. But I think that's like that's something I definitely missed out on. Um, you talked about um, not having like a place to call home growing up. How do you think that affect? How you think that has affected you today as an adult? Uh. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. It's just like I don't. I don't. Mm. Well, I always aspire like to have my own place. Like then that was like something that I feel like that's something I always need to do because that was the only thing that I could find consistent. Um, and the second part was that, um, as long as I got my dog or me, I'm gonna just try to find a place that I can call home, like wherever it is, wherever I find like comfort. Um. My only issue is is that I always feel like I'm 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 living out of a bag or mm. like I'm always traveling with like my I'll say my whole bag but like my my toiletries and stuff like that because that's how I live my life where why can't I just have this place that I call home that have all these things already yeah. like I don't have to be traveling and being somewhere where I need to like always have a bag of fresh clothes or toothbrush to make sure that I'm going to be okay wherever I'm at and I I don't, I don't like that, but I know that eventually it'll happen. It sure will. How do you think that you not growing up in the era that you wanted to affect you with music? You have um, trash music um, selections now? No, I do love trash music, though. Like, some trash music I think is really, really amazing. But mm. I would say um, because I've gone back to some of that music, especially, like, 2023 now, it's affect my drumming because mainly I play in church for sure, but putting a lot of those old hip hop beats on church songs sound crazy. That sound dope. Um, and I think it's made me a uh, it's made me appreciate the pocket more. I would say, um, but it's also made me appreciate like as as I'm older now and I'm listening to lyrics, it makes it makes me appreciate wordplay. Um, a lot more as well. So, I think I just have a deeper appreciation for one, just for music in general. But I also, I also think it just made me appreciate hip hop a lot more. Just knowing, like, as I'm reading about the history of and and, and listening to the history of hip hop today, it's making me feel like, damn, music ain't music. Like how it was. Absolutely not. So you appreciate it when you get good music. Yes. And even when I think about how you can reference how you have, like, you can do drum beats to uh, 
rap beats using your drums to um, church music mm-hmm. because the music was so authentic that even like you know it was like your hands or your feet yeah. or your mouth that you can catch on to. You Those beats are way more easy to mimic than a beat today. Yes, and you can feel it. That's even better. Like mm-hmm. you could feel the beat. Now everything is like a button, a sound, something that's recorded. And she... She bugging. Maybe she needs to go to the bathroom. Well, she gonna wait. All right. Well, um, this has been an episode. Um, that is Sky, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna change that. I don't know. How sorry, I had to break the phone. She bugging. All right. Okay. I have a puppy. Go put it there. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Check in on episode 103. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, she is being obnoxious right now. Mm. And I, mm, mm. She went out before you got here, and I don't understand what's going on. So She wants to be loved. She needs attention. Mm. Um, Just like I was about to say something real wrong. So... I don't even know what I was saying, so that that that's where I'm at. I don't have anything else. Um, I I think that uh, the way that I grew up is bittersweet because I do see the the greatness in it because I can go anywhere and be anywhere, and I can as long as I find comfort, I feel like I'm home. But at the same time, I do want I still have that yearning to like want to have my well, I've had my own space, but being in my own space and knowing that like. I have my own space for everything and I know where everything is at and I just have security there. Like I can be home. Mm. Sense of home is, 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 is something I think everybody needs regardless of how they, uh, how they conceptualize that. I want to advance the conversation just a little bit. What is something that you're grateful for that you did have in your childhood? Grateful that I did have, um, Uh, two things. Uh, my family vacations and nice. um, my grandma's house. Um, family vacations because it kind of like always reminded me that we were always we always had some place new to like. Uh, always uh, we always had a place to explore, um, and my mom always liked to be able to teach us things like on these family vacations. So like one time we went to Bush Gardens, but at the same time we ended up going to like this colonial area, which was stupid hot, and you had to learn about I don't know the Constitution, just mad stuff. Not saying that it wasn't bad, <laughs> but it was just like no kid wants to go to Bush Gardens where there's rides, food, and things. it's important to learn, Gigi. Well, that's what my mom said. Um, I also saw the camaraderie between like just um, me and my siblings and also just the balance between my parents and like, you know, like where my mom would always make sure that we would uh, do educational things. My dad always made sure that we did leisure and we would eat like we would be able to chill out and be great. And my mom would always make sure that we we're doing things. Um, the second thing was like uh, my cousins. Uh, I realized like when I was growing up how close I was with my cousins and I put that to the older generation because of the way that they grew up and they kind of like was close knit. So like they made sure that their kids all grew together and we all kind of knew each other. A lot of my cousins, like um, we have like uh, pairs. So like I have a cousin that we were both born in the same year, even though different months and like, it's like every, every tier of year, every cousin has like their, their twin for that year. 
And we all kind of grew up together, even to the point where although we were cousins, some of us feel like we're siblings. And now fast forward and I see my my cousins having kids, like no one's as close as they were. Like my, I guess I would call them my second cousins, um, won't have that same relationship or rapport that they have with their cousins that we had. So I was really appreciative um, for being able to actually know the sense of like family. Um, even though I felt like I didn't have like a home, but like with my cousins, like with them, everything was home. So mm. shout out to that. Nice. Yeah. Fuck them niggas now. That's how it be. That's not true. I love some of them. Some of them. Keyword is some. Yeah. Um, for me, it's definitely being exposed to trauma or the understanding of what trauma is at an early age. Um, I think one thing I've one thing that is plaguing our generation is that we don't know what trauma is. Um, I don't think so. I think it's we don't know how to determine how it has affected us because mm-mm. some people, Greg, just hear me out. There's some people that have seen people die that they haven't realized that they have reoccurring traumas because it has normalized in their life. No, I think I, I part of that is true, but I think a lot of it is that they don't understand how to, they don't recognize what trauma is. Like, we think that growing up, going home every day to nobody being home, but you're in the house by yourself at the age of 12 is normal. That's not normal. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's trauma. I don't think we understand that that is called trauma. Because that is normalized to us. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you're you're agreeing with me without agreeing with me. But I didn't say that I was... I'm, I'm trying to give you a perspective of why why it's happening. Right. Trauma, but <laughs> trauma when it happens to you, like, you, it's, a, it's a life-altering thing. But when that trauma starts reoccurring, you no longer... But my thing is, you don't... Well, you're not even... Oh, we are not even introduced to it to like, dog, that's not normal. This is trauma. Don't, it doesn't matter that you normalized it. Okay. It is still trauma. Okay. I don't think that, I think our generation hasn't, that hasn't happened. And I'm glad for me that it happened at a very early age. You think our generation? I, I, absolutely. I, absolutely. I think our generation has understood trauma more than the, the generation before us. No, I think we. I think our generation don't understand trauma. And I think that's why a lot of the shit that we go through today is because we haven't recognized it. And once we do recognize it, it's a little bit too late because now we don't even know how to deal with it. See, I don't know how to say that because I think that our generation has allowed so many children to be able to feel and to be able to talk about their feelings. Like, if it wasn't for our generation understanding... No. Like, because of our generation, our children or the children that are growing up after us that we're having are now able to have these conversations. Before that, we weren't because our our parents weren't able to deal with the trauma, mm-hmm. so they didn't allow us to deal with that trauma. I think so, we have we've ex- we have learned what trauma is later on in life. Let me not say we, not me. I think a lot of I think our generation has learned what trauma is, and our like late not even say late. I would say our mid twenties and on, and because of that, the next generation is now recognizing what trauma is early. I don't see that. I do. 
I don't see how, cause especially when you're saying, when you already can see you and you're seeing, when you can see the trauma that you have, and I can see me and the trauma that I had, how dare you saying that our generation doesn't see the trauma that we've gone through? It's not that you don't, you know, it is, you don't recognize it. I just think because we, like you said, the, the generation before us, our parents, they grew up in the time where they just kept pushing. Yeah. So how could you possibly recognize trauma when no one's introducing it to you? Because at that point, I I'm think not saying. For us, oh, sorry, not to cut you off, but I'm not saying that we didn't that we didn't have trauma. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. We've all experienced trauma, like we've all gone through some shit. My thing is, I don't think at an early age, like I'm saying, like in your adolescent years, from like nine to to fourteen, I don't think no one is tell has told us like, hey, that's not right. I don't think that's told to us until that. W- I don't think it's, it has been told to us until like 18 on. Okay, I can understand what you're saying, but I'm going to say that I still don't. Like, because even in our era, we had to catch a predator. Like, we are now, in, in our time where we're growing up, we are seeing um, so much more. We also have technology introduced to us where we have connected to maybe even other adolescents with like MySpace or stuff like that. So, like, mm-hmm. we were in a space where we were able to share whatever we were going through, not with just the person next to us, but with someone maybe miles away and allowing us to see. And I think that's why we are able, when we're having, even for you, like, you can see how Ava will be able to articulate and let you know that she's in pain, she's hurting, this has happened to her, and you would be receptive to it. But do you understand what you're saying is everything I agree with, but do you, but you don't, what, I think what you're missing is the fact that because we have identified, because our generation have identified trauma later on, instead of early on, that this next generation is going to get to understand their trauma early on. Okay, you're you're talking about in general because for me, I knew that I was already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it's not specific to me or you. I'm saying like I think as a I've but come how can, across, how can we speak about others? because I've one I speak to a lot of people my age who don't who who's tell me things about their like about their growing up about their upbringing that. They literally would say that just seemed normal to me, but now, as an adult, they see how how traumatic that is for them. And my thing is, it's sad that it took them to get to a certain age, or for them to experience something, for them to realize that what happened between the ages of nine and fourteen was so traumatic for you that is now affecting you. Um, that is now affecting you as an adult. And to be honest with you, that's what happened with my last relationship. It's like you did she. People wasn't able to recognize that what you went through as a kid is not normal. Like that is that is a traumatic experience, and that's how it affected your relationship as an adult. So that's why I'm saying our generation in general. I don't think it's to you, to me, to you, probably not. But even in my, I'm gonna speak for myself, and like even in my own circle of friends, like. Uh, them, a lot of them niggas don't understand Trump. Like, understand that they went through some shit as a, and and now it's manifesting today. You know what? I'm gonna say I don't think that they. It's not that they didn't know. I just don't think they understood how it affected them. That's fair. Because I, I, because I can see even like just you know knowing most most of them that they were aware of what was happening. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know that it was going to affect them 
10, 15 years down the line mm. in their like relationships. Like all that is now manifesting yeah. in the relationships that they're in. That's very fair. And I think for me, that's the one thing I'm really grateful for that I was exposed to trauma. Not only was I exposed to, I was taught how to deal with it. And you had a whole group of dudes that got trauma bonding. I love it. I, I just, I honestly think a lot of them still haven't dealt with their trauma, me personally. Um, and it kind of manifests in a lot of the decisions yeah, they make. I, yes, I totally agree. So, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person, but I think no, I, I, I have, I think I, I have a very mature mindset when it comes to, um, just traumatic experiences. Whatever. Um, but I also think it's kind of made me a little bit cold at the same time. Okay, so I'm not going to take away your answer because I think you are mature, but we also know that you're impulsive. So I think in certain traumatic experiences that although you know you can take the mature route, that sometimes you rather just want to feel good for that moment. Oh, for sure. Oh, I'm very cognizant of everything that I do. Yeah, so that's why I went... But I'm trying to think this through. I haven't... What? Go ahead, Greg. I'm here. Because it depends on what you define as trauma. Mm, okay. I guess. So. Well, yeah. We had a last episode. We just shut trauma. up. You are no. Oh my goodness. I like how you talking to me. No, you don't. Mm. Sarcasm mm. at its finest. You mm. should get a nose ring. <sighs> New dialogue. Why? I don't want to talk about trauma anymore, Greg. <laughs> I'm just at this place in my life where I already know and I just want to think about cotton candy and rainbows. Mm. Why cotton candy and rainbows, though? Um, I don't know. Sweet and uh, fantasy. Fair. Hello. Welcome to the end of Just the Conversation. Sorry. That's fine. You want to say hi again? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, welcome to New Dialogue. It's the part of the show where we just have little banter about something that we found interesting this week, and we bring it to the pod to have a little conversation with each other. And if you want to tap in with us, hit us up in the comments. Tell us what you feel about it. Gigi, you want to start us off, or should I start us off? Mm, that's a good yawn. Mm, mm, let it out, girl. Excuse me. Let it out. Um. No, go ahead, Greg. Alright, so my new dialogue is I'm actually going to steal Actually, no, I'm not stealing it no, Maybe I am stealing this from Baylor um, Baylor Shout out to Baylor, BTG for president Check out his spot, it's pretty cool um, But he's been speaking on some positivity All the time um, And one thing he said And this wasn't even on his pod But this was just a conversation that him and I had He was like uh, The reason why people aren't successful Especially our people, it's because we lazy, mm. and got me thinking. Because I don't think I'm a lazy person at all. I think I have a very high work ethic. But then I started thinking about: Is there more that I could be doing? Um, and there probably is. Mm. Um, but for me, I just realized sometimes I could throw myself all the way into work and forget about the world around me. So that's usually why I, I try to be lazy at times. You need to stop it. Um, so my new dialogue is just pretty much. I I, I definitely agree with with um, what 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 Baylor said to me, and it resonated with me in a very profound way. Um, 
And I would encourage everybody in those times where you want to be lazy, don't. Do more. If you want more for yourself, the only way more is going to happen for yourself is if you make it happen. No one else is going to make it happen. That is my new dialogue. I love that, Greg. And my book, Straight Shooter King. I'm going to start reading it. <laughs> but everybody said I should get the audio book because they said Stephen A., he did. He recorded it himself, and it sounds and it's way better than just. I'm gonna it. say I. I was actually gonna recommend that to you first, but I felt like you wanted the hardcover to just put it as like a piece. Oh, absolutely, that's all. Um, but I think that for you, especially now that you have been allowed yourself to be receptive to podcasting and just knowing how your life works, mm-hmm. um, I think that it'll allow you. Like even like while you're at the gym, you probably would be able to read it. There's I a lot of books that I read. To a book while at the gym. I have. Absolutely not. I listened Could to a Kevin Hart book, and I think I listened to is Kevin Hart and another biography that I listened to. You trying to squat? And you trying to? No, I need music. I need high energy. I need like, I need something crazy in the background. What do you mean? Oh, you need something to like get your adrenaline pumped. Absolutely. In. Even when I'm cycling, like I, I like to cycle to the beat because that helps with cadence and um heart rate and all that stuff and rpms and can't do that with a book Hmm. what do you mean you can't do that with a book a book doesn't have a tempo you're the tempo no 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 no. like you can't go like when when i'm especially when i'm cycling like i go from you could go from not afraid with eminem to up to cardi by cardi to something slow that slows down the the cadence but up the um the 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 resistance and that's how you that's that's how you get a real good cycling session in not when it's just like a flat kind of tempo okay i've done it um but i also it depends on the workout because every day wasn't the same for me um but I can also understand what you're saying because depending on the workout that I did would depend on what I was doing. Like sometimes I would need the pump, like the the monotone sometimes didn't work. But some stories had different voices, mm-hmm. which had me locked in. And it was really just getting through, like say I was like on the elliptical or something like that. It was getting through that 50 or hour that I had to go through. So I would just listen and I would just kind of cycle until over. Um, but like if I was doing like leg day or arm day, I'm probably not listening to a book that day because <laughs> I probably want to give up after three. Um, so I understand what you're saying. I can't do that. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Okay. That was my dialogue. Okay. So mine is a, a, a quote. Um, I actually sent it to someone that I knew because I, um, they had brought up to me how they are around some individuals that feel like when they are talking about their accomplishments or things that they've done, that it sounds like bragging. Um, so the quote is, you got to hang around winners so you so your wins don't sound like you're bragging. Absolutely. And I think that's true because um, if anyone around you feels like the way, and some people do brag, so I'm not going to tell you that people don't brag, but um, if you are around enough successful people or people that aspire to be great and are on the mission and the path to be great, that they are excited to hear that you're making moves. They want to pour even into you more because you're going into the the momentum and the space that you need to like they want that for you they are rooting for you Mm -hmm. they won't ever say man shut up nobody want to hear that like 
Those are people that either can't aspire to be who you are, don't have the imagination to think that they can be where you are, or have second-guessed themselves so they don't think that you can do it either. And so when you realize if there's anyone around you that provides doubt or or make you second-guess who you are or where you want to be, I'm telling you to remove those people. Create some space. Because the thing about it is the only person that can't tell you what you can do is yourself. And that's actually just psyching yourself out. At the end of the day, um, even failures had to start somewhere. And at the end of the day, they won. Because even if what they were doing didn't work for them, they figured it out by doing it. And they found out what worked for them. So keep your circle I can't say small, but keep it positive, keep it strong, because the people that are for you will always show you that they're for you. And the people that are not for you will always find ways to let you know that they're not for you. Absolutely. That is that is a word. There we go. I like that. I like that. Keep it. Yes. You want to. Yeah, because you want to tell people about your successes and you don't, yeah, feel you don't want guilty to feel guilty about like, Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I can't yeah. tell you that I got this promotion or I'm making this money because it's just like, damn. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel that way. Because um, even if someone is not doing as great as you, if they're in the right space, in the right corner for you, then your accomplishments is like their accomplishments. Like, even though I don't want to be like you, like, I'm around greatness, so it's nothing for me to be great. Absolutely. So, yeah. I agree. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. All right, Greg, you want to let them know how they can find you and how they can find us? Yeah, follow us, the pod, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Hey, we on the TikToks now. Um, YouTube, subscribe. We need y'all to subscribe to the pod um, at just the convo underscore pod. Um, Hit the link tree, link tree slash just the convo. Um, and if you want to tap in with me, um, you got me saying tap in a lot, and I hate that. Tap, tap, tap in. Um, at Greg Nelson 26 because my name is my brand hey, everywhere. That's what I'm talking about, Greg. You let them know. G money. Absolutely not. Okay. G cash. No. You know how you don't like to be called shorty? Well, my amazing individuals, you can find me on Twitter at GCarly7, and that's GQ. A-R-L-Y and the number seven. And if you forgot today, if someone didn't tell you today, if Sky will let somebody know what she need today to be great, mm. I want to let you know, and Greg want to let you know, that we can't wait for episode 103 so I can tell you what happened. Wow. And if you, <laughs> you just needed to be reminded, don't forget to go be Great. <laughs>